The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Estate Milestones. Today, I got a special episode where I want to talk about market selection. So everyone who wants to invest in real estate, we know that it provides a lot of benefits, cash flow, appreciation, wealth generation, adding value, whatever. There's tons of reasons why we want to invest in real estate. I'm sure if you're listening to that, you you know that real estate's pretty cool. But something that I feel like as soon as you decide you want to invest in real estate, the first thing you think is like, okay, now what? Where do we invest? Right. So the problem is we know we want to invest in real estate, but we don't know where to invest in real estate. And so this is something that I've been struggling with for a while, thinking about for a while, just, you know, always wanting to find the best place. Of course, want to make the best investment I possibly can. Same as in the stock market, you know, we want to pick the stocks um, that you are, you know, pick the industries that you think are, have the most promise. Um, So trying to figure this out, I would, you know, obviously think so certain things like you know population growth that seems super important job growth that seems super important development activity size of the market growth schools whatever there's tons of reasons why um that came to my mind that are intuitive for why we want to invest in a certain market i mean definitely population growth just intuitively makes the most sense supply i guess the demand of people is perfect the demand for housing is perfectly correlated with the number of people right because everyone wants to have a place to live. Therefore, I always thought population growth was the most important. But it's less intuitive figuring out the rest of these components of how they directly affect real estate uh, values and, and, and investments in real estate. So trying to figure this out, I discovered, or having known about Neil Bawa, I discovered this is something he really liked to talk about and that he was really um, passionate about and that he knew a lot about. So basically, if you go, I guess if you go back to episode 55 um, of, of Real Estate Milestones, you'll hear um, Neil Bawa and I have a discussion about this, but I really wanted to you know, bring it to the forefront, the things that he's discovered. So Neil is a technologist. He, if you listen to the podcast to learn more about him, but he started in Silicon Valley, created a, he, he ran um, tech startups there, discovered power of real estate, and then brought his, his uh, analytical data science mind to real estate and um, ended up building a model to decide or to figure out what are the things that cause real estate to do well what are the thing the number one and i guess wish components of a market are highly correlated or most correlated to the success of a real estate investment and he's in this process he built a model he's been perfecting it for years and years and years i think it's been over 10 years but he's identified the five things that lead to success of real estate in a certain market. And I want to share those with you today because this is 
pretty much the secret to where to invest. Um, you know, we got a, a model that that tells you what markets are, are perfect and what models are good. So um, I guess that being said, Neil's five real focuses are population growth, median household income, median house or and condo value, change in crime level, and the 12 month job growth. That these five things are the most important for determining if a real estate market is a good place to invest. Um, that being said, he is not a uh, he's not your in- investment advisor. He's not an investment advisor. I'm not an investment advisor. I'm not your investment advisor. So um, take you know this is not investment advice, and you know I'm not suggesting any investments. I'm just telling you what Neil's model has has shown has correlation. Um, so now that that's the disclosure is out of the way, let's get a little bit more into it. So again, Neil's, Neil Bawa has a model that predicts what real estate markets are going to do well. And it's five main real focuses are population growth, median household income, median, or median house and condo value, change in crime level, and 12-month job growth. Okay. So now the question is, how much of these things is tells you what a good market is. So I'm going to get into those the nitty-gritty of that as well. Um, and b- before I do that, people say, okay, these are important, of course, but how about schools? How about things that are not on this list, right? How about the yeah, quality of schools? How about, um, I don't know, you name it. What Neil would tell you is that, yes, all these things are great and important. However, when he adds those things to the model, the list doesn't change. That these things have the strongest correlation and that anything new doesn't actually change the list, doesn't actually have an effect. That these are the five things that have the strong correlation. So let's get into it. So number one, population growth. He, he has figured out that 10.6% population growth between 2011 and 2022, sorry, yeah, between 2011 and 2020, that's what you want to look for. If the city is between... 250,000 people and 1 million people. You want to have 10.6% population growth. And the, you want to figure that out between 2011 and 2020. And if you want to find this information, literally look up any city population and Google will literally give you a nice, beautiful graph that shows it. He also says that if it's a large metro, you can d- take a little bit of less pop- little bit less population growth because obviously the volume would be higher. So if the city is 1 to 2 million, Seven percent growth is is what he is what he says is is the best, and fifteen percent growth if the city is under two hundred fifty thousand. So for micro cities, and that these numbers only apply to twenty twenty three, and that if you want the updated numbers, you got to go to his uh, website for those next year. Um, so the number number two, median household income. Look, you want to look for thirty five point two percent median household income growth between two thousand and two thousand nineteen. Um, the reason 2019 is the end date is because um, this, this, the free site, city-data.com, is a site that I've been using for a while, um, that site that Neil recommends, um, only goes up to 2019. However, it's still the thing about household income. It's a, these trends take a long time to develop and that the 2019 data still is relevant to, the, to this model for predictive of, of what model, what, what markets are good. And so you want 35.2% income growth. And this applies for 2023. Um, going on to the third one, median house condo value. He says you want to look for 56% median 
growth in median house, median condo value, right? Um, you can also find this on citydata.com using the same um, metric, 2000 to 2019. And that median household income, sorry, sorry, median house and condo value is the third real focus. And fourth is change in crime level. So if you go to citydata.com, this is, by the way, this is a great site for free city data. It has tons of information that's really helpful. Um, you want to look for crime to go down and for the most recent crime number to be below 450 in the crime table. If you go there, it'll be pretty intuitive. There's a crime table um, and under 450 is good, but you also want to see decreasing crime because that shows that it's becoming a safer city. Um, you know, there may be the cop, there's more infrastructure, more spending or more effective safety measurements or, or protocols in the, in the city. And number five is the 12-month job growth percentage. You want to look for 4% annualized growth in jobs. Um, that's what's ideal. But for cities over a million, 3% is, is good enough. And you can find this information at the Department of Numbers, um, which is a, uh, I guess it's a, a site that is, can't remember exactly what the site is. Let me remember it. Right. It's a, um, it's a site that provides public data on, I think it's a lobbying company, but um, I guess they get their statistics from the government, it seems. I'll have to check on that. However, it's definitely a good site. It has a lot of data. You'll, you'll, you'll see what I'm saying if you check it out. But um, yeah, these are the five real focuses that Neil says are the most important. And I guess a lot of it makes sense, right? You know, intuitively, right? Population growing. The demand for housing is growing. The income of, of each of these the median household income is growing. Therefore, people can afford to pay more for rent. People can pay more for housing, right? People can afford to pay more for everything. That's a good sign that it's a growing city that it's and that you know increasing in in wealth. Um, and then same with the property values. That's pretty intuitive. We want if the home values are going up and homes are a replacement or a substitute for renting, that this would be a good place to invest and. By the way, if I haven't mentioned, this, this all applies to multifamily specifically. And I'm someone who loves multifamily, same with Neil, because people always need a roof over their head. Crime, of course. We want to have low crime. And then job growth. You know, People get their income from their job. Therefore, that's what enables them to be able to afford rent for apartments. So all this makes a lot of sense. But um, what Neil would also say is that um, people lie, numbers don't lie. <laughs> that he really likes to uh, likes to put his faith in data science and actually try to find correlation causation, um, but statistics that back these theories. Um, yes, there's a, a story of what makes a market attractive, but to support it with data as strong as his um, longitudinal data has has shown to be uh, effective, that this is a powerful way to do it. So. If you're looking to invest in real estate and you're hung up on the market selection, hopefully this is a good starting point that will help you a lot. Um, and I definitely recommend checking out Neil's course on Udemy. Um, you also do it on his own site, Multifamily U. But um, he's an incredible teacher and I've learned a lot from him. And so definitely um, recommend, can't recommend it enough. And I hope this helps. Keep making more sense. Before you go, I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in to another awesome episode of Real Estate Milestones. If you've been enjoying the show and you'd like to offer your support, 
please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to increase the show's visibility and help the message get out to a greater audience. I really appreciate your time and support, and keep making milestones.